Coming up, we are going to talk about Men in Black Alien Attack. And it's going to be fun. From the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 241 of the Disney Port Universal Edition. The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is also brought to you by Disboards.com. If you're looking for even more information to help you plan your universal Orlando vacation, head over to Disboards.com and join the discussion today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Ryan. Hello. <laughs> I feel like I know you probably can't tell from this video, but I feel like I'm like I am shorter than you. But today, I feel like I'm two yes. feet shorter than you because I'm in a short chair. He is in a short chair, as a matter of fact. But none of that matters because uh, we're not going to be recording very long here. So essentially, uh, just a peek behind the curtain. Sometimes we record episodes and then for some reason or another, we are not able to actually release them. And this is definitely one of those cases indeed. So it's nothing scandalous. No, no, this actually this was is uh, a complete breakdown so uh just to just to like give you more information that you would ever need when we're recording here in the studio we usually have uh we have one of uh four different basically uh ssd drives that we'll be recording onto each of us has one personal one and then we have one studio one and uh we just got that before we recorded this episode that's going to be uh playing for you in just a second but I, so when we recorded that episode, it was on the old card, and then I started recording everything on this new card, didn't realize that this episode was on there, so it was right around when I went on my cruise, this was supposed to be the episode that played, but oh yes. uh, unfortunately, it was sitting over here at Pete's house on that SSD card, and Rhino wasn't going over that week so it's not even like he could get it off and edit the episode as well too so it was just like one of those things it's like we recorded this episode and it just kind of disappeared but good thing it's a timeless episode exactly it wasn't any no news related so there might be uh, some we might make some statements that are like timely in there about like you know random inside jokes from the day that we recorded it but the content itself is very timeless in that men in black alien attack has not changed in the three weeks since we recorded that episode but uh there will be a little bit of a difference in the fact that you know we're gonna suddenly have on different clothes and hair lengths might be different (laughs) exactly all of that but the episode nonetheless is a good one uh and it's we we brought back our universal hall of fame this universal hall of fame looking at the attractions of universal orlando and whether or not they deserve to be in our personal dis universal hall of fame and uh we chose to revive it with men in black alien attack because rhino is still reeling over the emotions from watching men in black international loving it just loving it Mm-mm. 
I want to say we talked about it at length during the episode. I know we definitely talked about Emma Thompson. Probably more than it deserved. <laughs> probably. It's uh, it's going to be wild for me to go back and actually listen to it. I'm probably going to... Did you get to... the DVD on Black Friday? I by the not. DVD, I, I mean the not. Blu-ray. No. 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 I don't... I, I need... I want more stuff in life. And I'm not going to get more stuff by, by getting buying. more stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. You got me. I got so, yes. Yeah, so that episode we're going to have for you. So I don't think there's anything else I have to set up for it. So I don't know what part it's going to start into. Sorry if it's a little awkward, but go ahead, please sit back, relax and enjoy Rhino and I talking about men in black alien attack. Uh, a little bit around the time when we it had to have been back in 2015, 2016, when we revamped this show. That was 2015. It's 2015 that's yeah. when I started. Yeah. yeah, exactly. When we revamped the show, uh, one of the things we said we were going to do more of was dining reviews as well as going a little bit more in-depth into the parks and such. And one of the things we started doing eventually with that was what we called the Diz Universal Hall of Fame. And that was where we were going to go back and look at attractions uh, that are here and ones that have, have gone that we think like, oh, hey, maybe we should uh, maybe we should nominate them for the Diz Universal Hall of Fame. And in Inevitably, uh, it was it was something that eventually stopped. Uh, it was kind of a disaster from the beginning because I was supposed to like build a portion of our website where we'd have like everything listed in our Hall of Fame. So that was kind of like our way of saying these are the attractions that are here that you should go on, and these are the most important ones that you missed out on that are no longer around. And and you know it just all kind of floundered. We kind of did it there for a while with attractions, like when they were reaching their point that they were closing. So. Somewhere around like when Terminator closed and Dragon Challenge closed, I think that was when when it all kind of fizzled out. And we we've tried to do some some revamps where we talk more about attractions and in lands throughout the years. But uh, you know, it's it's something that we haven't done for such a long time that it felt. I want to say maybe I saw a comment somewhere where someone pointed out we hadn't done it a while, or if I just noticed it. But it felt like it was time to revive it. Uh, here's the hard part. I got terrible with how I named all the audio stuff in our feed for a while there. So I stopped putting Universal Hall of Fame in the title for those episodes. So some of them were just names of the attractions in there. And I had to actually read the description to know whether or not it was. So uh, as we as we bring this little segment back in at the end of this year and then into next year, uh, I, it's going to take a while to figure out which ones we still have to do that are currently in the parks and such. Like we thought we did... We thought we did one on Forbidden Journey, and I can't seem to find proof that we actually did that. So, and I thought we did one on Gringotts. Like, I thought we knocked off a lot of the easy ones right away, and I just can't find proof of them. And I don't, I don't know where to look. And no Spider Man. We did Spider Man. Okay. We did Spider Man. We did not do. Uh, we did not do. As far as I can tell, we didn't do Forbidden Journey yet, and we didn't do Gringotts. But maybe someone who's been listening since the beginning can help us out with that. The only other thing I have to think about is what we would do afterwards. Is we would also post on the boards a, a place where you could vote on whether or not you oh, think they right, should yeah. be in the Universal Hall of Fame. And I, I know there's a way we can do a poll on YouTube. So I might try to do it that way. I might just. Uh, you know, you can always leave your vote in the comments down below. So I would do one of those things, uh, one of those two. If I put up the poll and you see it, vote there. And if I just leave it in the comments, do it there. Maybe we'll do it on Twitter. So keep an eye out on our Twitter 
disuniversal. You might you might see it there, but we have to figure that out. And once I get back in the swing with this, something I should have prepared for before the show, having to do after now. But once I figure it out, you know, we'll we'll make sure you know for future ones of these episodes. But for now, just leave it in the comments below whether or not you think with it. So, uh, what are we doing today? Well, I said it at the beginning. We're doing Men in Black: Alien Attack. This is going to be a tough one. So I know we have a lot of feelings. Rhino is one of the most forefront fans of the Men in Black franchise. So he's one of those people who believes that it was actually directed by Steven Spielberg secretly. God, no. (laughs) Get out of here. Barry, as our tour guide said, Barry Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) On our recent uh, Halloween Horror Nights experience, we were were invited by friends to do an RIP tour, and they wanted to go down and do the immigration floor tour, which we'll talk about. Uh, I guess we could talk about right now, and as we're here, but uh, when he was describing Men in Black, yeah, he called him the director, Barry Sonnenfeld, uh, Barry Seinfeld, which is always good. "Mm." (laughs) Okay. But yeah, so uh, one of the cool things about uh, Men in Black Alien Attack is the immigration floor. So uh, one of the most iconic scenes from the movie uh, that the entire their working floor is actually a a part of the ride in, in the queue. And if there's a day where staffing is well at Men in Black and they can they can afford an extra team member, then they can actually take you down to the immigration floor where you can stand and everyone who's walking through the queue can look down at you. And you know you can get very close to the 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 twin aliens there. You can't touch. We're near M Bob. Look, look, no touch. <laughs> no touchy. Yeah, but uh, you can stand close to them, and you know take plenty of photos. You can sign your sign your name in the 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 one paper that I did. The immigration I form. form. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, I could not get my name on it. But one of the many cool things about Men in Black Alien Attack. But why don't we go through kind of the story about it and get in there. And I'm not going to go like into this is the history. But obviously, you know, this was not around before the movies came out. So I don't. Did that need to be said? I mean, didn't they get Will Smith for this original ride idea, which then spawned the movie? (laughs) <laughs> I love. That. I would love that to be the case on it. That would be absolutely hilarious. But you know, and, uh, it it definitely uh, it could have it, it could have happened that way. It really, maybe it happened that way. But anyways, let let's talk about Men in Black: Alien Attack and what it is. So there's motion on top of motion, and you also have the ability to to shoot your weapons that you have on there, and you're doing so in uh, in a very different style for the disney fans i guess would would put it so disney fans are used to shooting at uh at very distinct targets on something like yeah. toy story mania or buzz, buzz light, light years uh not astro blasters space Let's, rangers, space spin. rangers spin. thank you uh this is a little bit more a uh, bit more wide open with it so that is the ride as a whole so what what is the story with it, though? So uh, the the cool part is it starts with the outside building. What's just, happening outside? What, what is the story? What, 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 Zachary, what's the story? Zachary, you're what's the both, story? You're both Brandon St. James <laughs> and Jiminy Glick at the yeah. same time. Hey, that's not a bad pair to be. I'm, I'm starting to rapidly lose my, my voice today, so that's not going well. Uh, so... Yeah, the the cool part of this attraction for me, actually, with, that goes along with the story. To me, it starts at the 
exact entrance of the building. And that is because this takes you all the way back, uh, kind of in a way, to the 1964 New York's World Fair, 64-65 World Fair. So it is... It, it's all part of this exhibit that is the universe and you are we alone and which, i know which is you know that's from the movie too yep. it's the show in the movie exactly and i i as much as like the entire design of it's cool with the with the two towers right out front of the attraction and stuff i one of the things i love most which is what i love about having a house right beside men in black during halloween horror nights is they have all these fun attraction posters as you're passing along that are also very much in the style of 60s disneyland posters but mixed in with this uh with the men in black vibe at the same time too so it's very cool so one of the one of the places where you know universal kind of kind of it does a little wink at disney they also do the same in the shrek queue as you're going past they have some of the the attraction knockoff posters for disney rides but with being shrek involved so it, it that's all basically what the exterior of the the building is and then you go inside the building and uh basically what ends up happening is that an mib agent comes on and the the program that you're in and basically cuts it short as you are about to get recruited into the men in black headquarters oh. very very exciting so and this leads you into uh, there's a wall that opens up and essentially there's going to be an elevator there and that elevator is uh is is where you begin the next step of your journey from from really this first pre-show it's when the music starts that, that is, black theme correct correct that is i love that music at first i thought you were going into stranger things there bum, and i was bum, like bum, bum, bum. No. so uh as you uh as you then make your way out of the elevator you are then within mib headquarters and you start going past a lot of iconic stuff uh technically from the movies i, I don't know why i said technically so uh you know you see the worm guys at one point uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, a bunch of the guns and I like that. such yeah I, I like that too and of course uh, the big one is the the immigration room where where you have the the twins down below and you're looking down on them as they're doing their work and they're playing uh, playing fun stuff on there I think I just split up the order though I think you do you start the past guns the are room. after the after room. Yeah. yes they're in that, you. Um, that hallway where you take the turn Exactly. So it's it's been a while since I've actually used the regular queue. It's yeah. been a long time since I have. So I'm a little rusty on that. So I should have should have done that before. But uh, that's that's the uh, the main walkthrough of the queue. And what I love about this, I mean, this ride opens up in 2000. And like we we've talked about with so many of the Universal queues, is that this queue was already kind of on the. It was kind of on the next level in terms of their cues there, but not that they've never been bad at. It. I mean, look at ET Adventure, look at look at a lot of the other attractions they did. So even even at this point in time, Universal was still killing it with their cues. This is one of my favorite ones. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's not as clean and shiny as it probably was back at opening. I wasn't there for opening, so I couldn't tell you for sure or not. But I still, you walk in there, and it's impossible to not get that that mid century vibe as you're going through. Mm -hmm. 
I enjoy. You know what I enjoy when you go through the queue? That was the uh, and. Uh, depending on when you go on it, like what the line is like and how it's moving, you might not see it, but there's the video that tells you about how to board the attraction and the rules and everything. It's a fun little animation to watch. I think Yeah, it's like funny. It's got some humor in it. Yeah, no, there's definitely humor throughout this attraction. Like it's Very an much, overlooked part of the queue. Yeah. It's an overlooked part of the queue. It's also an overlooked, it's not an overlooked part, but it's, it's, it's embedded in men in black. A little bit of that, that mystery and adventure, but also then with a little comic charm to it. Mm-hmm. So, could not get much better than that. But let's talk about getting onto your vehicles. Then uh, we make our way through the queue, and then we have two different vehicles that you can board. And not not it's one vehicle design, but there's two different tracks that you can ride on for Men in Black Alien Attack. And this is where the fun starts to happen so of course you can you can ride along with your friends and and you can all be together on a vehicle and work together or even better uh like what we did when we got to ride with our friends the last time we got to go head to head up against them and and i i really like that because ultimately you're you're basically playing against the other car that is moving on beside you so uh one thing i don't like about men in black alien attack i don't like the design of the cars themselves i don't like the three three configuration yeah it's weird because normally i mean with the exception of like i don't know it's very rare like space mountain you're three 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 but you're going front to back and this one is like this weird side to side so if you're a group of four it kind of makes it weird you're always going to be sitting next to a stranger, I guess, yeah. unless there's three of you. But it's also like the seats are kind of weird. Like, it's a weird, like, you go high up and you kind of mm-hmm. sit downward into it. Like, it arches your body kind of funny. Yeah. It's not like, once you're in it, it's fine. It's just the vehicle itself, though, is it bizarre to choose that yeah. configuration, I guess. But uh, that being said, if you're a single rider aficionado of sorts, this oh. is a place where you can definitely take advantage of single rider. Uh, and we mentioned that the ride vehicles are very bizarre. Uh, yes, this is an attraction that you are required to use the lockers, and they're out front. And, of course, they are free while you ride and for a little bit after, just in case any issues arise during that. Um, and, you know, it's the terrible, terrible tiny lockers so keep that in mind too that if you have too much stuff you're going to run into an issue with that but you cannot take them on your uh, on your uh, your your training vehicle unfortunately so uh moving into the actual attraction itself so you and then the vehicle that's beside you you start moving into the training portion of the attraction where everything is uh very just cardboard related so think back to the first men in black movie when before will, will smith's even an agent yes when he and all the other uh, recruits are in their uh, in the training room and all the kind of the cardboard looking cutout designs start to to pop down and of course Will Smith iconically shoots the little girl with pigtails the little Susie girl or whatever yeah with all the uh, science books in her hands I mean this guy he's this just guy, he's just holding sneezing. his toothbrush he, he's got a he's got a Kleenex in his hand so he's just taking a sneeze this guy's clearly just Doing some pull-ups, working yeah. out at the gym. I'd hate if somebody came in there and bust me up. Like, then you got this little blonde girl with pigtails who's holding books on quantum physics. In a neighborhood <laughs> like this, she's up to something. <laughs> that is my favorite part of that movie. And he, well, I love how he's like, am I right? Or do we have a problem? Or something yeah. like I at the end. And you're like, he's good. Yeah, It's like Will Smith's at his most Will Smithy. 
I, I would agree with that. It was it might have been right after his peak charm, but it also might have been right there. No, I think it was just right in that like it had we had gotten Independence Day. We were riding that train right there, and it was yeah. still in that nice plateau, yeah. right in the plateau. I, I will say it's at the plateau, at the end of the plateau before it starts. Because then Wild be- West came around the corner. <laughs> the wild, <laughs> wild West. Okay, so you're making your way through the training sequence, and then you know everything comes to a, a crazy halt in... It not not the ride. The ride doesn't stop, but your training comes to a halt because Zed, actually played by uh, the late Rip Torn himself... Mm. Rest in peace. Uh, he comes on to inform everyone that there is an alien prison ship that has crash landed in the middle of New York City. And we are now thrown into being agents in order to help that. So the guns are set into full power. And at that point, we start shooting and blasting aliens as much as we can in order to uh, in order to start gaining some points. So it is it's a very interesting design because like I said it's not as straightforward. There's no like they don't have marks on them you're aiming yeah. for. Yeah, you're you're aiming it's one of those things as soon as you you hit it in the right place and you know that you hit it in the right place just try to keep holding it steady there to rack up points. I was reading that um some of them take more than one hit too. Yeah. Like some of them you have to hit like multiple times and then you'll get the point. Yeah. And, you know, of course, if it's closer to you, it's going to be a lot less points. If it's further away, it might be might be a lot more if go, it's very go compacted. For the blinds. Exactly. Uh, lots of little secrets and tips that you can use to score points. Uh, I'm not trying to plug VIP tours in any ways, but I will say that uh, if you don't know someone who works at Men in Black Alien Attack or uh, you don't you don't have the opportunity to ride with an agent. Uh, if you ride with a VIP tour guide, you do a VIP tour, I will tell you that they they do go on these attractions a lot of times with their guests and you, they learn how to play and they know this stuff. You talked up Kylie though and she her score was not 99999 yeah. nine, 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 like I expected. Well, that's uh, it so my wife used to work at Men in Black Alien Attack for a little while. She was a leader there. and Out of practice. Yeah, she was very out of practice. I mean, she doesn't like riding it on a normal day, but she would have to ride it throughout the day for her shift and stuff. And she literally would get to the point that she rode it so much where she she would max out her gun, and then she would still get a couple, couple hundred thousand on the gun next to her because she was just bored at that point. So she used to be really good, but yeah, she's she's kind of fallen from grace a little bit when we rode. I was the top scorer mm. in our car. Thank you very much. But I'm not that great at this. So <laughs> anyways, uh, to to keep the story going on. So the, the one bad part of this attraction, bad in terms of scariness, is that at one point in this attraction, the two different ride vehicles eventually go through a scanner. And that's when we realize that the opposing car mm. is actually all full of aliens in disguise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, They're alien criminals. Let's be specific, because yeah. some of the aliens are good guys. That is a that is a good point. Let's not that is let's a good not point. Say yeah. that all aliens are good. We would be terrible men and black agents if we thought that. Exactly. So that that is a very good point, Rhino. Thank you for distinguishing that. So a whole bunch of alien criminals in the opposite car from you, and at this point, uh, it turns into a shootout at the other car. So at the top of each car is a red target. Yeah. It's not a target per se, but it's like a beacon, it's like, yeah, like a light. It's exactly. Beacon. And the goal begun. It starts to actually shoot it. And well, when, yeah, because this is the part you got to get them. Because if they get you. And that's what they say in the ride, but it makes your car 
car, like the exhaust goes off and you spin around. And so like somebody could keep, so literally the second this happens, my one goal is to just keep hitting, dinging that, that red button on top because I do not want to be in the spinning car. Exactly. No. And I mean, a lot of times I would say it ends up being a pretty even mix where you're spinning as much as the other car is. I've been on ones where it's, we did like, we did not stop spinning and I'm usually not on the side where the other car is doing all the spinning. So that'd be a lot more fun, but uh, it, it's a little, it's, it's a very interesting, cute part of this ride. That they included that in there. It really takes it to the next level, I think, in terms of shooting attractions. But then uh, we get an update from Agent J, played by the indomitable Will Smith, as we've already said multiple times here. The Tour de France. And this is where the, the game ultimately shifts in that uh, that we're coming up with the, the biggest, baddest bug. So we are going to come up face-to-face with what we suppose, I guess, would be Edgar. Because it is a big agar, 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 an agar sugar, sugar water. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a giant cockroach alien. So I guess it it is safe enough to assume that it is Edgar. I don't. I I need to ask Kylie on that one if it's actually if that's what they call it. If it is Edgar, no, they say a bug. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's Edgar. You kind of have to assume there was bug in the in the cartoon too. Okay, because they killed Edgar, I think. Yeah, but why? Since when did that matter in any attraction? The Wizarding World in Harry Potter was built after Dumbledore died. Yeah, but it takes place before. <laughs> no, technically, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is timeless, so Dumbledore can both be alive and dead at the They're very same wizards. time. They're wizards. Their logic doesn't matter. We're talking alien life forms. This is science. <laughs> oh, my bad. So uh, <laughs> that's magic and science. Get out of here. Yeah, so uh, this leads into one of the uh, next most exciting parts of the ride, and this is pushing the red button. You've mm. got to be the first to push the red button. You push the red button on your part Just in of a your car of everyone that doesn't pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, you, you push a red button. You add uh, you add on another hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars. This is a fancy ride. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good one. So hundred thousand points to it uh, if you if you're fast enough on there. So you got to do that. But uh, it, it's really right at the end. Then it goes into this big chaotic spinning section, and the ride at that point is is over. So and you you get ranked, and that's uh that's basically the ride. Besides in a in a way that is very similar to. Uh, to the end of of the mummy it's we also have one final appearance by again agent j will smith mm. to come on and and tell us how we did and uh and yeah that's that is spoiler alert it's always terrible <laughs> we'll see i can never remember because then we get neuralized and oh and then they say we're are we alone of course we are because <laughs> this whole thing the whole thing was to get people to think that you're not like anybody that thinks aliens might be real would go in here and it's set yeah. up by the men in black to be like, no, yeah. no such thing. Yeah. So Rhino. Yeah. I'm surprised this attraction has never received an update with any subsequent movies. Subsequent. Subsequent movies. <laughs> subsequent movies, subsequent you say. Movies. Uh, like no, Emma have Thompson, any of them Drew said before, I mean, he, before he passed, yeah. I wouldn't suggest that now because he died, but his character did die in the films in the third before, between second and third and then it was will smith and four of them so you didn't need to replace him but now we got now we got the other two 
yeah, I, I I will say that in this ride overall, I feel like of a lot of the rides at Universal, this one is starting to hit the point where it's in dire need of a refurbishment of sorts. So I, the ride portion itself, I'd say, is pretty fluid. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't always work perfectly and such, but... Uh, but overall, like I, I think it needs the it needs the TLC in terms of what I said with like the queue. It's just it feels a little dirty and grungy now yeah, when it, it should yeah. be a lot more stark. Granted, guests treat it terribly, so there's only so much you can do with that. But like you get down on the immigration floor if you did get to do a tour of it, and you're like, this feels old. It doesn't feel. It, it feels, feels like, like filing's basement. Yeah, you know when you like go underground and you like. It feels dusty down here. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. And, you know, it, it needs, like, a high-definition upgrade with all the video. It's, effects, I think maybe some, like, they could throw in some, like, projection effects somewhere here and there yeah. if they want. It's like, I don't want to see the attraction go away or anything, because one of my things I love about this is it's it's a three-dimensional world that you're moving through. That you're, I mean, how often do you have... Games like that, I, I know we compared it to Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, but it's it's not the same. This one's definitely more like we are in supposed to be in New York, and these are these aliens, you yeah. know. Whereas like the Space Ranger Spin is more like the animated. It's goofy. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's more basic overall. Yeah. This is this feels like the it's next flat. level. Yeah, it's three dimensional. Exactly. Then that that is a big selling point of it too. I I would not want to see any of that changed. I love that aspect of this attraction. Uh, I you know what I I will be in the major minority on this one. I, as much as I do love Will Smith, and I I think to lose him with this attraction would Chris? be bad. Yeah, I. I did not mind their characters in the movie, in the latest Men in Black International. I didn't mind their characters. I minded a lot of other stuff in that movie, but I enjoyed Chris Hemsworth for who he was. I, I like love Tessa anyway, Thompson. So I'm never going to say no. Yeah. And then, you know, if you can throw in Emma Thompson here, too, like that really is a dynamic duo. However, I will, even though Chris Hemsworth and, and Tessa Thompson and Emma Thompson are all great in their own right, Will Smith is Will Smith. Yeah. And you know what? His, some of his recent movies have not shown that he is the star power that he was once when this movie came out but there is no doubt about it that he is still iconic i universal is heavily visited by by people who aren't from the united states who are from south american countries who are from europe and i guarantee you that they they would all still know if they don't know men in black they know will smith and you know if they're marvel fans maybe they know chris hemsworth but I mean, you could Chris, argue this is an appendant of the movie yeah. too, and just say it's it's the thing that exists in its own universe. You know, it really Sorry. does, and I think that's part of the reason why it works at Universal because it's not, you know, besides Steven Spielberg's production involved in the movie, it's the there like I don't I don't watch Men in Black and think Universal because it's not a Universal movie. It's is just, it not? No, it is Sony. Columbia. It's Sony. You're right. Sony? It's Sony. No, yeah, Sony. I, I I thought it was Sony. But... It's Sony because I had the problem when the blue uh, Blu-ray of the third one came out. It was like you could only redeem it through ultraviolet, and I only had one other one, and it was like Spider-Man Two, and none of the two of those will ever show up in my Apple movies for some no. reason. So it's but 
it so it does have that tie to universal it's just not it doesn't scream universal and it's it's, it's columbia and sony okay sorry so i got bo- we I were got both right both of yeah. them right yeah Production was Columbia and Amblin Entertainment, and then yeah. Sony was distributor. Yeah, yeah. so it, very, very light towards Universal on that, but it's not, it's not anything that necessarily screams it. It does. I will say a downside to it, it kind of sticks out as a sore thumb in its park. Even though I love that mid-century design, I love the 1964-65 World Fair. Uh, it is this big, stark white building, white and gray building that is sitting at the edge of this lake. That's sandwiched between Springfield and Fear Factor, and it's just, it's it, it's very much in the same vein of Skull Island: Reign of Kong. It, it it feels like okay, well, if you lost Men in Black and you lost Fear Factor Live, think about how much more Potter you could add on right there with that land. It is a very big building. It's it's not their biggest building that they have on property, but it's hard for me to sometimes look at it and be like. Couldn't they find something that fits in better here? Because it just it's just there on its own by itself. You know what you know what was interesting about this though? I read uh, this earlier. Um that it was originally supposed to be the a replica of the Orlando airport. Oh. It was supposed to be um MCO and guests would come in on um one of the uh people the moving walkways. The moving walkways. Or the yeah. people movers. Uh, I can't remember now. I think I think it was the moving walkway, but now I'm thinking it, it actually said the people mover. Um, well, because if it's MCO, it would have to be the people mover from the terminal to the to the main area. But you just started saying no. The- yeah, it was people movers. Okay, people movers yeah. taking them underground to a Men in Black training facility. However, it was the executives who were unsure of the concept and instead wanted at least one recognizable item from the film. So that's where they came up with the idea to put the two discs yeah. from from the World's Fair because of the finale of the first film. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because it was like if this had been built now, they would have definitely put the airport as the exterior because that's the whole thing with Diagon Alley is it's London. So you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Like you have to – it's about a secret facility. And it's funny that they were like, it would be too secret. People would be confused. Like I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. However, I also don't think the airport looks – is like super recognizable. So No, no. So, our, we do not have a recognizable I, I don't even think – I don't even know what the front of it looks like. So I only know it's what drop off and pickup is. Yeah. yeah. So that's so I'm like – yeah. I, I think they made the better choice here, but that will lead us into we obviously love the ride. We've talked about that, and we love the interior design. We love Men in Black as a whole, but in terms of the grander scheme of Universal, is this Hall of Fame worthy? Is this is this when this eventually leaves one day because nothing is set in stone at Universal, really, except for E.T. and apparently horror makeup show? When this leaves Universal one day, Will this be the attraction that everyone looks back and says, remember when Men in Black was here? That was the greatest – that was one of the greatest rides ever. Yeah. Where do you land on it? It's tough because, like, I think about, like, if we were to have done a Back to the Future, you know, I would say yes. You know, that would, let's put a Back to the Future in there because that's iconic universal movie and a property and people do still come to the park and talk about it and you can still see, like, Doc Brown and stuff like that. So – as far as the impact in what you see and do, you know, currently Men in Black's gift shop is like zero Men in Black items in there almost at this point. They just redid it. Like not even redid it. They just basically cleared out the Men in Black stuff and it's mostly like just random souvenir stuff. And 
Then I think like they used to do the character meet and greets down with like Scooby and Shaggy and and the Simpsons and everybody and Betty Boop would all come out on um further down on New York Strip. Um but like are they even doing that anymore? And then when they do come out, I'm always like, well, you're not like a Will Smith lookalike. You're just a guy in sunglasses and a black suit with a weird gun. Like, I don't, a weird blaster or something. And so it's kind of like, for me, I will always think about this, but I don't know that it's, it's a technological thing where you're like, you're going to tell stories to your kids about it, you know? No, I, that's where it hits hard for us because, it really we are the nostalgia factor with this i i remember seeing this in theaters i remember the i remember getting it on vhs and just playing it over and over and over i know i had i had the youth novelization at one point i i think i had the poster on my wall even too that i got like at a book fair or something at some point uh that probably ripped down eventually so like i was all in on men in black this was this was a very important movie to me but uh, i think that's part of what what we have to face sometimes with these so is you separate the movie in the love of the movie from the attraction does the attraction stand on its own and I think it does, and I when I stop and think about could you just replace this with some other type of shooting attraction, maybe it's just because I'm not that creative, but I can't even think of a replacement mm. off the top of my head of it, especially using Universal in it. What could work so well? Because, you know, it's, it has to be shooting at something that's mythical, and maybe maybe aliens aren't mythical, but it has to be something on that level because, you know, you can't shoot at anything too Ghostbusters. serious there's your ghostbusters ride I, okay so we came up with one example and but again we've already talked about this yeah. I, we don't think we don't think older properties will ever get turned into newer ips i guess no no i maybe one day maybe but there one is day, a new but, movie coming out yeah. so i don't know but i that's one that i would be like I'll accept it. Yeah. If they were like, these are proton guns and we're teaching you how to be Ghostbusters, I will allow this yeah. one. And then I, the big thing at the end is a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. I will allow it. I, I would be on board with you 100%. So uh, it, I, would, I will calmly say, for me, that yes, if unless the Ghostbusters aside comes in, that's a really good idea, Rhino. Yeah, like I it. know. Now I'm like yeah. thinking the whole thing out and I'm like, okay, but like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, we need to talk to Universal yeah. Creative right away. It's it's really perfect on that. I, they can't solicit ideas from outside people. What if it's like, like you have to go into the trap? Like that's the whole thing. You're going. There's a problem with the containment unit, and you have to go into the containment. Unit, and in the end, the red button is like whatever. Okay, I sold. yeah. No, I'm I'm sold. You sold yeah. me on it. That being said, unless that happens, I can't. Again, maybe it's just my weak mind. I can't think of anything that that does fit just quite as well as men in black does in this. And the queue has really cool portions. I love the style of it. I there's really the only thing is it's just a dated, it's a dated IP at this point. That's the only thing I can knock it on. So it needs a little bit of flash reintroduced into it. Yeah. And, but it's still an IP that's important to us. So I would vote yes to keep it in the hall of fame, surprisingly, but I'd be, I also on a bad day, if I was in a grumpy mood right now, I might be saying no. So yeah, it it, it really is one of those like I, I, I personally I would probably put yes, but that's because it's like I said, it's one of those types of attractions I love that you 
I don't have to be. It's not really a ton of screens in it, yeah. and you know, it, I can work around the motion sickness. But I, I love that type of an attraction. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, um, and I would put this above Toy Story Midway Mania for me personally, just because I, I know it's two different types of things, but it's just one of those like. I enjoy it, but if somebody said no and it doesn't get voted in, I'm also not going to be like you fools, you know. Uh, I that's why I would probably put it as my favorite of the shooters in Orlando at that because I don't I don't care for Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. I yeah. I like it more than Disneyland's version. I still just well. I still don't care for it that much though. It's it's old on me, and I love Toy Story Mania, but I don't like. I don't like the constant repetition of the movements. That's it one hurts. of the great parts about Men in Black is you just press and hold that like, trigger, and you get to like turn and yeah. move, and you're like it. It makes me feel like a kid, yeah. Like because it makes it's laser tag. You, yeah. know, like, pew, 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 you know exactly. What a humdinger of an episode, Rhino. Mm-hmm. No, it was good. <laughs> Usually, this is the back and forth banter we do after uh, you know doing an intro outro for food reviews that we haven't actually recorded. Until after we do it. so That's what happened with Green Eggs and Ham, wasn't it? Uh, with Green Eggs and Ham, no, I had to film the intro. I had to film the intro and outro at my house because oh. for once we did the review before First, yeah. we'd come in. But because Pete was sick, we weren't able to actually get in the studio to record the, one the intro. one time outro. we didn't do it. Yeah, like. yeah. yeah, I know, right? It's it, kind of ironic. We did it ahead of time, trying to be good, trying to do everything right, and then it all fell by the wayside. But that doesn't, and that doesn't matter. Uh, none of it matters. Nothing in life Nothing matters. Nothing really matters. I know. No. Well, I'm depressed, and unfortunately, we are also actually out of time. You know, normally we would do our questions. I know we haven't done them in weeks now, so I, it's even kind of hard for me to say normally we wouldn't do that. But actually, in fact, we have to get out of the studio uh, very rapidly here, so we won't have time to answer them. But uh, I, I think we'll we'll make time to do a couple end-of-the-year answers next week, because next week will be our final episode of the year before we go on hiatus Huzzah. for the show. Yes, Huzzah. so, and if you have only been watching this year uh we go on hiatus usually the second or third week of december uh depending on what time it lines up with christmas and we won't be back until uh, i believe this year it's like the second week of january yeah it's something because tuesday falls on i think christmas day is tuesday no it's on a wednesday this year it's on a wednesday it okay would, then it would have been christmas uh, christmas christmas eve and then new year's eve is tuesday tuesday yeah. so it's yeah yeah it's, so uh, we won't be in the studio to record on those days so uh we won't be back then i guess until whoa <laughs> sorry i had been watching something and i was trying to check the calendar yeah i had one of those last time we recorded something so it's yeah. uh this one's this one's on you so i don't think uh so it means the next time we'd be in the studio recording it's probably going to be tuesday the 7th mm-hmm. which which means the next episode that it would come out would be January 9th. Yeah. After so, the next one. Yes. So you get one more. Yeah, you get one more. And I believe that's going to be our end of the year crinos that we'll be mm-hmm. taking a look back at 2019 uh, and talk about what were the highs and what were the lows for us with Universal. And I know it's going to be a fun fun list to go through and dig through. So that'll be fun. Maybe we'll answer a couple questions. And then uh, that's not going to be it. We're going to have at least one Universal video come out while we're on hiatus. So I think we're going to go and we're going to complete the rest of the items at Green Eggs and Ham and uh, mm-hmm. try them out for you. And, you know, maybe toss toss that together with this show we already released and do a full review of every item there but we'll have to see if we have time but it won't be the end of content on dis unplugged 
for a while, just uh, our, our flagship shows will be that we record in the studio or going down. What was that? I right was now? trying to pull over the thing again, and the stupid video is playing in the background. Gosh, and technology. Course, even though it, the expletives were bleeped out, it yeah. sounded really terrible. <laughs> Ironically, too, that's from that was from Superstore. I was watching bloopers on the on the Twitter. There you go. Watching it on the Twitter. On the Superstore Twitter. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I'm embarrassed. You should be. It's funny. It's all good anyway. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching. If you need more information, disunplugged.com. As always, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe, hit that bell so you get notified when we have new videos, and then leave us comments and questions for next week's show. Plus, hit that thumbs up. Do it. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, however you're listening, uh, if you can subscribe, do so. And if you can leave us feedback, ratings, reviews, all that, do that as well, please. So thank you, everyone, for watching. We hope you enjoyed this uh, little throwback episode this week. And uh, we'll see you next week with our final episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition for the rest of the year. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Disunplugged.